good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's wonderful to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? We've been turning our attention, or I have anyway, to 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. And there's a needed reminder that uh, I began on the last podcast that I wanted to jump into today uh, because time is of the essence. I think that today the Lord is... Uh, in a way, winnowing and wiping away frivolous Christianity. Uh, It is something that other speakers have lamented, uh, even in the past several weeks. For about a year now, we have been existing in underneath the COVID threat and uh, even uh, overblown statements and things, and people have lived on the edge of paralyzing fear. And it has actually succeeded in winnowing the church of those who were nominal Christians, those who have um, been outwardly a professor, but inwardly you wonder whether there is any possession of of a real relationship with God. Uh, And the sad story is that there are a lot of people in my ministry and in the churches that I have had opportunity to be a part of where a lot of people are are, are actually faking it and are nominal or in name only a Christian rather than a genuine relationship with the Lord. Uh, there are people that are sitting sitting in churches everywhere. There are some estimates that 30% of the people that are sitting in the church on any given Sunday may not even have a genuine relationship with God. Um, and so it's not always easy to find out who that is and what's going on there. And I mentioned to you a lot of times in teen youth groups, you see a high percentage of them when they get of age, turn and walk away from the Lord, turn their backs on God. And you look at uh, that situation and it, and there's a part of me that grimaces very severely and says, why, why didn't they get saved? Why were they not convinced of uh, their need for a, a Savior in Jesus Christ? And they're hard to see. And looking back, you think uh, perhaps every sermon I preach should have been a salvation message to those young people. Uh, but nonetheless, there are even adults in churches that have that particular stand Uh, and that they are just nominal Christians. And it's very sad because it does impact the church. It's it's, uh, in so many ways. It impacts the cause of Jesus Christ. Amy Carmichael was the one who I noted for you lamented that a nominal Christian is the saddest thing. And why is it? Why is that the case? Why is it that they are, that that is such a sad situation? M.R. Conrad suggests that, number one, the nominal Christian depletes the power of the church. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 23, we understand that God works in this world through the power of the Holy Spirit as believers yield to Him. That's God's purpose for you. As you are under the dominating influence of the Holy Spirit of God, then God is doing something producing fruit in your life for a particular purpose. However, we understand that somebody who is a Christian in name only literally lacks the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and therefore can neither walk in the Spirit nor produce the fruit of the Spirit. They simply don't possess that essential um, uh, uh, person of God in their soul to enable them to be able to serve Him. And we wonder why it's so hard people stare at you blankly in Sunday school or they, they, they politely sit there in church, but you can tell the lights are on, but nobody is home. 
uh, all the nominal Christians service is in the flesh. It really is. Why is it that somebody can labor in, in a church, in a in a body of believers in an assembly for so many years, sometimes for decades they can sit in the pew of a church and yet there comes a point where no, they can no longer put on the facade. They stop playing the charade of being genuinely indwelt by the Spirit of God. Uh, he or she is faking the transforming work of God and is therefore the ultimate definition of what it means to be a hypocrite. Uh, folks, genuine believers can sometimes behave like hypocrites, but a Christian in name only, a nominal believer, cannot avoid it because they're simply demonstrating what they really are, an unconverted person trying to live in the world of submissive people to the cause of Christ. So uh, genuine believers uh, can live after the flesh, but a nominal uh, Christian, Christian in name only, has no choice. Romans chapter 8 tells us that, verses 4 through 8. Why are our churches often powerless against the powers of darkness? And I think one of the biggest reasons is, is because there is darkness within. And that is truly and genuinely saved. Those that know the Lord, those that are walk, trying to walk in obedience to God, they belong to a body of Christ. They belong to an assembly of believers. And they're, they're, they're ostensibly the desire is to serve the Lord, to be profitable, to be useful tools in His hand, to be able to bring other people to Christ. And one of the things that even I've wrestled with in our ministry is people who are sitting there Sunday after Sunday, but yet they have never, ever submitted to Christ and been filled with the Spirit of God. And I think it's sad because it does deplete the power of the church. I would suggest also that the Christian in name only will likely leave us at some point. Somebody who is a nominal Christian, 1 John chapter 2 verse 19 tells us that they will likely leave us at some point. Uh, we see signs that some people who are among us may not be saved, yet we do nothing. We fear offending them, uh, that our words of exhortation or concerned or what we think is and understand as genuine compassion will drive them away. However, I think we need to remember, you know, I, I think of that occasion where the, the, uh, the Lord gave the parable of the man who had the feast and the king came in and uh, or the, the one who was uh, the, the host came in and there was a man sitting there at the wedding, ce at wedding celebration and he had no garment. And it's remarkable to me that others who were around him did not recognize that this guy did not have that essential garment that needed to be worn to be part of the celebration and the feast. And it's true, even in a church situation, uh, there are people that will sit there and outwardly you cannot discern that these are people that are not actually believers. They are not actually saved. They're not submitted to Christ. They've not been converted. And the Bible says, speaking about a group of unbelievers within the church, the Apostle John wrote that in uh, 1 John 2.19, uh, that they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. 
So if we're concerned that a professing believer may not be truly saved, it is a good thing for us to go to them and lovingly encourage them before they're gone. Because when they're gone, um, we'll sadly look back on relationships we enjoyed and opportunities we actually missed. So maybe you're in a Bible-believing church right now. Are you a genuine Christian? Are you one in name only? Have you genuinely surrendered to the Lord? Because this, this is so vital. Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23 at the end of the Sermon on the Mount reminds us of an important danger, that a Christian in name only is in danger of hell. What type of churchgoer will find himself pleading in the day of judgment like this? Remember what it said? Matthew 7, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, depart from me, for I never knew you, you that work iniquity. Ye that work iniquity, unquote. These are the words of many Christian in name only people throughout history. They're among us today. They, are among, they may be in your church. They may be in churches that you're aware of. Uh, the fact is that it is unrealistic to think that they're not. Uh, they're comfortable, they're kind, but yet they're in danger of eternal damnation and judgment because of their re, the, the lack of their relationship with God. What they do have is fake, and it's heart-wrenchingly sad. So wheat and tares, they look virtually alike. Only God can see hearts. M.R. Conrad wrote, However, the awareness of those uh, that those dear to us may merely appear to be a brother or sister in Christ should compel us to humbly begin or initiate these hard conversations. Let us not become the Christian Gestapo, but let us exhibit an authentic urgency and concern for the spiritual condition of those who worship God alongside us each week. I want to challenge you today if you're listening to this. Are you a nominal Christian or are you a genuine Christian? If you need help with that, I would encourage you to email, reach out to me, Pastor Nason at gmail.com and I'll do my best to help you to become an authentic disciple of the living Lord Jesus. God bless you today. Walk with Christ.